Let's pray together. Father, we come, how can we not come with just overwhelming gratitude in our hearts for the salvation provided through Jesus Christ for us? Pray that in these moments we spend together, that that better word would be spoken in us. I know many of us have had a journey this week that is intimidating or overwhelming, hard or sad or scary. Some of us, it's been a a week full of joy and excitement. Yeah, Father, for all of those things, you have a better word for us through Jesus Christ. The blood that was shed so that we could live. The salvation that gives us a hope that endures. Not a hope that comes and fades. Not a hope that seems out there but but disappoints and never arrives. A hope that is sure. A life that is ours now. Through the grace of Jesus Christ. So Father, I pray that in in your people today, that you would speak to us about this better that you have for us. We see it represented on the cross. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You never change. And so God, you are every bit the loving God who in the moment that his son was on the cross used that to pay the price for sin for all who believe. You are the very God who decided that your son would pay the price for my sin. Your love for me is beyond explaining. And it's exactly the same as it always has been. So today, help me to understand that when you say you have a better word and a better way for me, that I know where it comes from and I know that I can trust it. I know that I can lean into it. I know that I can believe in it. And I pray that through that, you would bring life to your people, that you would bring real hope and freedom to your people, that you would heal us and restore us yet again, that we would come back again to drink from the well, the spring of living water that has been given to us through Jesus Christ, that we, your people, would be filled with life, with hope, with love, with peace. And so we gather this moment to hear from you and your spirit. We pray that you would speak to us, challenge us, change us, show us, open our eyes, help us set aside all other things, help us to hear your spirit, and help us to know your will. So we give you these moments and we turn our attention fully to you, for it's in the name of our Savior Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a seat. We are so glad that you are here today. We're so glad that you can join us uh, wherever you are joining us from. And for every single person here, how awesome is it to be together and get to worship uh, in the name of Jesus. What a wonderful, amen. What a wonderful, incredible privilege. And um, I am so glad that you are here. If you are uh, part of our Hope family and this is your first time back or first time in a long time or whatever, it is awesome to have you even if I haven't gotten around to see you today and even if I don't recognize you because you haven't had a haircut or you're behind a mask or whatever, 
Uh, it is still awesome to see you, and I am so glad that you're here. Uh, if you are new or newer, and uh, you this is your first Sunday or one of your first Sundays, I would love to invite you to uh, go back to our guest center after the service. We opened that up a couple weeks ago, and so maybe you were here before, but you, that wasn't ready. What that is, is we have a gift to give you. Uh, and we want to get some information to find out how we can be a blessing or an encouragement or, or help, serve you in some way. So check in with them before you go today. We would love to welcome you and uh, to let you know that we are here to serve you. All right, so we're going to talk today from John 14 again. So if you have your Bible, I would invite you to turn to John 14, and we're going to be in this passage and specifically this verse, 14.6, for the next few weeks. We're kind of talking about this idea. Last week, we talked about a better hope. Today, we're going to talk about a better way. And I, I just begin by saying, okay, let's acknowledge that 2020 is an interesting year full of interesting people and interesting circumstances. Um, who knows the way that we should go in 2020? Who has the answer for us? I mean, the, the real answer uh, is everybody. Everybody knows the way that we should go, right? Everybody's got advice for you. Everybody has, the, this is what you should do. This is what you think. This is how you, and at the same time, nobody knows the way. <laughs> Everybody's like, I'm, I'm sinking, I'm struggling, I'm, I'm, I'm falling, I'm failing, I'm, I'm crumbling under the weight. We're going to talk about knowing the way today. Now, I don't say this to brag. I mean, if you, if you are impressed by me, I'm not going to stop you from being impressed by me. But I don't say this to brag. I say this simply as a matter of illustration. Right now, I could go out to my vehicle, jump in the car, and I could drive to my college in Florida with no directions whatsoever. I could get there. It's about 17 hours. I could get all the way to... I went to school in Florida. So yeah, a, a little bit of, yes, appreciation. Okay, okay. Not too much. Don't let it go to my head. I drove back and forth to that school like, I don't know, 20 times. So I have been down that road and I have it ingrained in my mind and I don't have to take a map out to know the way because I've traveled the way, I've experienced the way, I've found the way and now it's just part of what I know, right? So knowing the way, that, that's a long journey. It's a little over a thousand miles. It's a long journey, but I know and I know what it looks like at certain spots. I know how long it takes to get this border because I did it a bunch of times. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we were in Oregon in Dana's hometown out in Salem, Oregon. I know none of the ways there. Like we got in a car, I couldn't tell you if we were going north, south, east, west. I, could, I had no picture in my mind of we're up here, we're down here. We're, I, I don't know. I, like, how long does it take to get from here to there? I don't know. What street did we go on? I don't know. I, most of the time, I've been out there like four times or something. Every time even that I've been driving, somebody was in the passenger seat next to me going, turn here, slow down, you're going to wreck. You know, we don't do that out here in Oregon, that kind of stuff. <laughs> So uh, I don't know my way around Oregon at all. So there's a huge difference between knowing the way and not knowing the way. No matter where you're going, if you're heading out on a trip, and I hope that we all get to go out on a trip soon and, and enjoy normal life uh, very, very quickly. I'm just going to, I'm not saying that to discourage anyone or point, I'm just saying I hope that happens. But when you do, one of the most foundational questions, one of the most fundamental questions is, I know where I'm going, how do I get there? What way should I take? And if you don't know what way to take, then there are a couple of approaches you can take. The first one, we'll call this the man method, is to just pretend you know what you're doing and start going in certain directions and believe and have full confidence that you will somehow get where you're going. 
Or you can decide that you don't care if you get any place particular. You can just wander and wander around and drive and make a turn here or there. Sometimes that's a lot of fun. That's not really the way to get to work or a doctor's appointment or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes wandering isn't a bad thing. But if you have a destination in mind, you can go to someone who knows the way, someone who's been there, and get them to help you, give you instructions. You can pull out a map or, or pull something up on your phone, and you can get directions. So you can find the way. If you want to get where you're going, it is vital that you figure out what is the right way. And I feel like that is maybe the biggest question in front of us right now. It's the one that everybody's wrestling with and grappling for is, what way should we go? We talk about in a more important, uh, in a bigger sense, like the way of life. What way should you go in life? What direction is your life taking? And maybe as a complementary question to that, what direction should your life take? What way should you adopt in your life? Will you be happy that you decided to go this way? Will you wish you had taken another way? And you can try all those approaches. You can just pretend you know the way. You can wander around and, and kind of just hope that you wind up in a good place. You can ask somebody for directions. You can try to borrow their confidence. But the bottom line is that whatever way you choose will have a major impact on your life. So I guess today what I'm asking us is, are you going the right way? Have you chosen the right way? We have a lot of noise around us. The world and the culture in which we live offers us all kinds of ways. This is the answer. And they almost want to bully us into believing everything that they believe and ascribing to everything that they ascribe to. And when we get out of step, there's this pressure on us. But I would say, if I was you know, in high school or in college and, and single, I would be listening to a culture that constantly tells me they know the way to sexual freedom and fulfillment. And I would see all the world around me reflecting that in the way that, that they portray things, in the way that they talk about things, and in the way that they act, and the attitudes they hold. But I think what I would have to wonder if I wanted to know that I was going the right way is, does it deliver on what they promise? It tells me that my life will be more fulfilled, more complete. It will be better off if I go down their direction. But does it pay off? Are they right? Is that the right way? The world offers answers to uh, identity and, and, and value in lots of ways. It tells you this is how you can know that you matter and this is how you can be fulfilled in your life. But are those answers true? A way can be a way that doesn't get you where you want to go. No matter how many people agree with it, no matter how loud the voices are to it, the way that you choose will take you where that way goes. We have all kinds of voices. We are guidance all the time on this is the way you should go for your health. This is the way you should go for education. This is the way you should go on politics and voting. This is the way you should look at the legal system. This is the way you should look at behavior. This is the way you should look at what makes you happy. This is the way, this is the way, this is the way. We hear it all the time around us. The funny thing is, we're supposed to sort through, somehow we're supposed to be these people that can hear all these thousands of bits of advice and sort through them all and come up with the way. And then, if that's not exhausting enough, when you get done that process, the world will then tell you that there is no one way. Everyone needs to find their own way. 
Your way is as unique as you, and you need to find your own way. And I think if I were just starting out in life, I might just want to throw in the towel. <laughs> like, whatever. I guess you just live for the moment because there's, what, what am I supposed to do? Nobody seems to know anything. Everybody just keeps bumping into stuff and, and yelling at me. It is exhausting to try to figure out where to start and how to know what is the right way if we're listening to the voices around us. On top of that, the world has a lot to say about spirituality. And one of the main things that our world says today is that there are many ways to God. And all of them are equally valid. All of them will bring you to the same place. They will tell you that these ways to God go by different religious names, or some of them are no religion at all, and all of them inevitably lead to the same sovereign deity who rules over everything, or doesn't. They don't really know. He has this name, that name, this other name. He's like this, he's like that, he's like, I don't know, but they're all the same guy somehow. Some of the problem of, for us in this rough year is that we've been hearing people tell us the way all the time. We've tuned into it. We've listened to it. We've heard the commentary. We've tried to sort it out, and it just keeps coming. Every day there's a new controversy. There's a new crisis. There's a new thing for panic. And we keep listening to people telling us this is the way and this is the way and this is the way. And we are exhausted and we are overwhelmed. I think every single person in this room and every single person that you will meet, whether it's at your job, your school, your, your, in your home, in your family, your friends, your neighbors, every single person that you meet is honestly looking for the way. But most of us are just tired of looking. We are exhausted, we are overwhelmed, we are a little bit down and hopeless about ever finding it. And so today, believers, here's all I want to do is remind you very simply, Jesus offers the best way. Any way that the world ever offers you will not compare to the way Jesus offers. Jesus offers a better way. And we believe that to our core. There is no part of me that thinks, I don't know. Now, the world around me might think that's nuts, but I just, I am convinced of it. And if I were to be convinced of it, then I would live unshaken. If the way that Jesus offers is the way that I have chosen. So, we're going to look at these words from Jesus the night before he died words to his disciples in John chapter 14. And this comes right off the conversation last week where he talked about, don't let your hearts be troubled. I am giving you hope. I will come again and get you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So he tells them he's going away. They're supposed to understand that. He tells them, don't worry about it because I'm coming back. You can rely on my promise. And if you don't want your hearts to be troubled, trust me, you know me. He ends that by saying, you know the way I'm going. You know where I'm going and you know the way. And that's where we pick up in verse 5 because one of his disciples says to him, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know the way you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thomas asks a question that seems pretty natural. Jesus says, you know the way. And Thomas is like, hold up, what, wait, wait, what? I don't know the way. Can you imagine, like, look at, he's looking around the table at all these guys and going, did I, did I miss a meeting? 
Does anybody anybody have this in their notes that there's a way? I don't know because I don't know the way. Jesus, excuse me, stop, time out. What way are you talking about? Because if you have a handout, I would like it now, please. He thinks, like all of us do, that the way is a series of instructions. It's bits of information. Jesus says, you know the way. You know the way to life. You know the way to hope. You know the way to navigate the coming kingdom. And Thomas is like, did I miss something? I don't know the way. Could you tell me the way? Please give me this way. But Jesus' answer to him is something so much more profound than what you and I often adopt as the way. And one of the things, one of the places we're struggling right now to live like we have hope and faith is that the way seems so muddy and it's because we keep trying to figure out the answers to specific things. Jesus did not say to Thomas, okay, let me review step one, step two, step three. Here's what he said. I am the way. The way is not a series of instructions. The way is a person. And I have the way when I have Him. I am secure in the way. I am confident in the way when I have Him. Jesus says there are not many ways. In contrast to what our world says, Jesus says you can't just choose any way and get to the same thing. There isn't, you know, this argument about is is it this way or is it that way. Jesus says there's one way. It's just me. And you have to choose to to figure out that there is not some list or some turn-by-turn instructions. There is not just Jesus, show me what to do. It is Jesus himself that is the way. You can't reject Jesus and find your way to the Father. Jesus makes that very clear. And that doesn't sound very good to our world today. But that doesn't shake me that the world doesn't believe that. The world, that exclusivity sounds kind of ignorant and, and, and biased and prejudiced and dangerous to the world, that there is only one way to the Father through Jesus Christ. That sounds like something that should be thrown away. And if you ever you know, wanted to kind of be a public figure, you could get criticism for that, for believing that Jesus is the way and there are no other ways. It is ironic that everyone is looking for the way and Jesus is the way and everybody kind of like doesn't really get it. Everyone is looking for something that works, something that will take you to the place you want to be, the the place internally that you want to be. You want to feel secure. You want to feel safe. You want to feel confident. You want to have joy. You want to not be paralyzed. You want to not live under the the veil of fear. You don't want to be lost and wandering and bumping into things and, and hurting yourself. You don't want to chase something that's going to wind up causing shame or regret. You want the way. People want the way. But how do we find it? I'm concerned that too many believers try to find the way the same way the world tries to find the way. We kind of act like it's this mystery we got to figure out where we're looking at the stars and like, I think I recognize that constellation. I think I'm going to go that direction. for the No, that's not it. I'm going to go over here. And we act like we haven't been given the way. We don't know the way. We shoot for what will take us the next step without knowing if when I take that next step, it's actually going to take me to the place I need to be. But we keep trying. Because everybody wants to be happy and content and filled with peace and hope, feeling healing and and wholeness in their soul. Everybody wants that. 
How do you get that? How do you actually get there? Well, believers, we know. Jesus says, through me. It's through me. Just like that better hope Jesus offered in verses 1 through 3. Believe in God, believe in me. In other words, put your trust in me. In my faithfulness, in my power, in my presence. And I will guide your life. I will order your steps. That is not what many Christians act like it is. All right, I'll make Jesus my way. I will come to church on Sunday and I will check in. Jesus, hey, I'm here. Any news? How'd I do last week? What's coming up this week? All right, thanks. And off we go. That is not what Jesus is talking about being your way. Jesus as the way is a whole different deal. And maybe you've never thought about it. Maybe you've never dug into that. Maybe that's why you feel a little bit lost and like the ground is shaking and giving way underneath of you. Let me give you an idea, super simplified, but let me give you an idea of what it's like for Jesus to be your way. You live a normal life. You make normal choices. You try to do the things you should. You wake up in the morning and you go to work or you go to school or you, you try to watch what you say. But as a believer, you're looking for who Jesus is and what he has to say. So Jesus says, you shouldn't do this stuff. I try not to do that stuff. Jesus says, I should do. I try to do that. So I take it seriously. And above all, I elevate this idea of finding a way to love other people like he loves me. But here's where it gets tricky because all of that's like, yeah. Then what I do is I consciously say to Jesus, direct my steps. Be my way. Do it anyhow you want. Everybody's like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. Yeah, except we don't. The problem is that as life begins to happen and Jesus says, now you said you want to be to be your way, but I kind of worried that you want to be your own way. You'd like me to be on your way instead of me being your way. So I'm not going to get on your way. I'm going to be your way. Are you going to be good with that? And the first time that Jesus is my way in some way that doesn't feel good, I'm like, what's up, Jesus? You're supposed to be my way. If I want him to be my way, I have to choose to be grateful for the fact that he's my way, for however he leads me. When he leads me in ways that I never expected and I never saw coming, I'm like, Jesus, I'm so glad you're my way. When he takes me down roads that are painful and har- that they feel like they're harming me, Jesus, I'm glad you're my way. I am confident, I am convinced that Jesus is the way for me. When I think I don't want what Jesus is bringing me to, Jesus, you're my way. When I think Jesus is too early, when I think Jesus is too late, Jesus, you're my way. When it doesn't make any sense to me what's happening, Jesus, you're my way. I don't need to figure it all out because I know you. And by knowing you, I know the way. That's what it's like to live with Jesus as your way. For many people, that sounds like crazy. Because why would anyone surrender their life to Jesus to the control of the life like that, and let Jesus do whatever he wants. Here's why. Because it's better. Because it's so much better than the lie you believed about the way that you were on. You keep finding yourself in trouble. You keep finding yourself in this world of chaos. You keep finding yourself overwhelmed and crushed by the weight of this world. And like, why? What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure life out? Here's why. You're not the way. Jesus is the way. And all of that is the goodness and the grace of God so that the light will go on and even the thickest of us, and I'm not looking at anybody in particular, (laughs) that you are not the way. 
And this world doesn't have the way. Jesus is the way. And Jesus talks about it. I want to look at two things about why we would want to give our lives to Jesus and let him be our way. First, in, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus talks about the way, the kind of two ways that we can choose in this life. Very broad terms, but it gives us the sense of why we want to choose Jesus as our way. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, it says this, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. So in that, here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, in general, there are two ways. And you have to pick one or the other. And here's how Jesus recommends that you pick a way. Look at the end of the way. Every way you choose has an end. Every direction you choose has a destination. If you want to get to a specific destination, you need to choose the way that gets there. I feel like this is advice for some people in your relationships, in your job, in your, I mean, your schooling. Like, people are like, I you know, am always frustrated. I'm always on edge. I'm always a little bit angry. I'm always irritable with the people that I love, but they need to get over it because they love me and that's what it is. You are on a way relationally. Now, what do you want out of that relationship? I want a happy, fulfilling, deeply connected relationship. Which way are you going? Not that way. If we would pick our heads up every now and then and look at the way we are traveling, it will inevitably take us to a destination. Jesus says there is a destination that most people go on. It is the easy, comfortable, makes sense to me as a human being way. But the destination of it is destruction. How many of us can testify to when I'm my own way, I always wind up destroying things. I always wind up in hard places, painful places. We've lived it. We know it. Jesus says, I don't want you to be facing destruction. I want you to have a different way, a way that leads to life. And that way, that's harder to find. And if you find it, it's, it's a different way. You can't choose both ways. You have to choose the way. You have to surrender your life to me. Well, that's weird. If I surrender my life, I'll get life. That sounds, I don't, that doesn't make any sense, except that's exactly what Jesus said, isn't it? Whoever tries to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. There is something to this. And I believe a lot is at stake for this, Christians, because if we keep trying to just put a little bit of spiritual shellac over the world's way and try to just make sure we don't curse and we're a little bit kinder, but we're still essentially finding, picking one of the world's ways to go. We are going to be as hopeless as they are because that way always leads to destruction. Jesus' way leads to life. And we need that life. Some people think, well, this is crazy. This world is crazy right now. I, I really am not even choosing anything. I'm just floating along. I don't get to choose anything. Everything's just happening to me. So we pass off responsibility for the choices we're actually making, the attitudes, the actions, the words. But you do have a choice. Think about how crazy your life has been this year. Now think about how crazy the disciples that were hearing these words from Jesus, I am the way. They were 
less than 24 hours from the person who just told them, I am the way, trust me, being betrayed, tortured, crucified, and killed. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist for them to figure out what happens next. Why do you think they all ran in the garden? They see the way this is going. So they go. They're up in a, in a room wondering what's going to happen to us. And when they finally hear, the grave is empty. They can't figure it out, but that's what Jesus gives them. So if you think your life is chaotic, their life was probably more chaotic than we could even imagine. And Jesus says to them, I want you to know the way. It's me. I think too many of us have been seduced or even ambushed by the world this year. The ways that the world prescribes to find joy, to solve problems, to be safe, to make a difference, to make a better world. We've been ambushed by it and we've bought into it. And I don't care what side of any argument you wind up on. Most of us gravitate towards sides of arguments that are really at their core, the world's positions, the world's ways. We are not of this world. And our way should reflect that. So if you're really scared about the upcoming election, I invite you to a better way. Jesus is the way. The way of Jesus is vastly different than the way of the world, and we should know the difference. And we should be wise enough to know that every way we choose takes us to a destination. So let me just give you an example of how this plays out. Remember Me Too? Remember that whole thing? I know it was like two whole years ago or whatever, but remember Me Too? It was like a big thing for a while. It's like, oh yeah, we've had like 40,000 controversies since then, so kind of like fades into the distance, but Me Too was a big thing a little while ago. And I, it was really an important cultural moment. In some ways, it was a reckoning. But here's the reality. It wasn't a true reckoning. It didn't go deep enough. Because it was very ironic that a whole business of entertainment that has infused itself with sex, sexuality, lurid displays, ambition, trying to figure out how things got where they got. They chose a way, and that way took them to where it was going to take them. I mean, this is not hard to figure out. There is an end to the way that our entertainment industry has gone. They chase dollars by putting sexual situations on the screen and treating sex as a commodity. And then, surprise, surprise, people with power and influence and money and sexual desire treat sex as a commodity, treat people as a commodity, and force their will on others. This is a byproduct. This is a destination. This is an end of the way. The end leads people to death and destruction. How much heartache has come out of the destination of that way? Now, the way of Jesus is very different in sexuality. It requires selflessness and, and long-term commitment. It looks at marriage as, a, as an honorable thing and something that, that God has given us as a wonderful gift. And sexuality is something that is precious and treasured, not cheap and common. But that doesn't generate much money in movies but it does generate life. Choose a way. And that's just one of hundreds of ways that are in front of us all the time. We as believers are supposed to choose Jesus as our way. I want to look at one more thing before we close. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. There is a destination, there is an end 
to every way. But Paul talks in Galatians chapter 5, this other concept of experience. Every way has an experience to it. And Paul is saying to the Galatians here, the way you choose determines also not just where you go, but the experience you have along the way. And I would say, as you listen to these, he gives one that's called the flesh. That's kind of like the human answers. That's the way of the world. That's the natural human way. If I live in the natural human way, this is the kind of stuff that it takes me to. But then he uses the other to talk about in the spirit. So if I live in the, with Jesus as my way, this is the kind of stuff it takes me to. So verse 19 says this, the acts of the flesh, the way of the flesh, the experience of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now you and I, which one of those do we want? I think the, the first picture, you can literally see that playing out in our world. As Paul said, is exactly what our world goes towards. Factions, selfish ambition, discord, fits of rage, jealousy. If I talk to a person on the street, I'm like, which of these lists do you want? Which list do you think they would want? Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, or fits of rage, jealousy, factions. Which one do they want? Of course they want that. Jesus says, this is the way to have what you're chasing. It is not found in human understanding, in human experience, in human resources, in trusting in yourself, in believing in your desires, in chasing them down. It is one of the great devastations that's out there right now in our talk about sexuality. Chasing your desires will make you happy. No, it won't. It will make you this. Selfish, self-focused, bitter, hateful, insecure. That's what it will make you. The world doesn't get it, but we should. We should know there's a better way, and we should be living in that way. Some of the thing I'm saying this for is this, because I believe we've been discouraged, we've been weary, we've been lost, and we don't need to be. We have the way. We know the way, and we need to know Him better. And if I will let that way fill me up, then I will be unshakable no matter what the world brings to me. Maybe today you're sitting here and you've been feeling lost, overwhelmed, crushed, hopeless, like you'll never get where you need to go. I would suggest it might be because Jesus hasn't really been the way for you. It's not that you're mad at him or against, maybe you've never even thought about it, but you're ready to figure it out. Jesus, teach me what it means for you to be my way. Maybe somewhere back in the past you knew what it was, but you've drifted back to old patterns that bring destruction, and you need to come back to Jesus as your way. Jesus wants you to have life as a destination. He wants you to have the fruit of the Spirit as an experience. He wants to be your way. And so right now, what I'm asking is, make the choice. Which way? Jesus, I want you to be my way. 
I'm not going to second guess you. I'm, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to, to settle my heart into your hands. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to let your plan play out. I'm going to trust you no matter what. I'm going to follow wherever you lead. I want you to be my way. Show me how. And then, if he can be your way, he can be someone else's way too. You can share Jesus as the way with others when he's yours. If he's not yours, it's hard to share him with others. But if he's your way, the whole world is looking for the way. And if you're living it, you can share it. I pray that this week Jesus will show every single one of us with a willing heart how he can be our way right here, right now. Let's give this to Jesus with a word of prayer and we'll close our service. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the provision of a way, the way, in Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that you would speak into the hearts of your people. Some of us have very specific things where we know this is what's holding me back. This is what's got me wrapped up. This is, what's, this is what I'm not willing to let go of. This is what I'm tied into. This is what I'm afraid of. This is, this is what got me stuck. And you're inviting right now our souls to trust you, to let you be our way, and to just say, God, I don't know what to do about this, but you do. Show me, and I will do it. Lead me. Walk with me. I want to go where you are. I want to follow in your steps. I want to be yours completely and wholly. I want you to help me trust you like that. Teach me how to trust you like that. And if it means I go through hard storms and, and rough waters, God, I, I just want to be with you. I just want you to be my way. Be my way and show me how. So honor the prayer of every heart that lifts that request up to you this day. Be present in our lives. Show us this better way that you offer us, a way to life, a way to hope, a way to joy and peace, a way to everything that you want us to have. And I pray by the power of your Spirit, you would lead your people in the way. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.